This morning, we're calling, man, I'm a mess. Uh, <clears throat> this morning, the message is called Pentecost Now. Come on. Pentecost now. This morning, our key verse that we're going to be talking about, and of course, you can't talk about Pentecost unless you talk about the, the book of Acts, right? Come on, huh? So our key verse this morning is going to come out of Acts 4, 418. Ah. Holy Spirit. And it says this. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to all of the earth. Thank you, Father. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for your presence this morning, Lord. Lord, I just thank you that, that you're going to release what you have for us this morning. And I pray, Lord, whatever is not of you, God, that it will fall to the ground right now. Yeah. But, Lord, that your, your presence would just pierce our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Uh, that word power that it's referring to in Acts 1.8. It's referring to a word called dunamis, the dunamis power. It's not just a regular power, but it's, it's a dunamis power. And, and I don't know the, 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 the components that are described, and I was reading about the word dunamis and how it even came, came about, but um, it's a Greek word. And it came when they were trying to find a way to, to, to create like an explosive something to I don't know what they were doing, but they came up with something called dynamite. But there's something, mean, so this power that I'm talking about in the book of Acts, chapter 4, it's talking about a dunamis power. That means there's a power, an explosive power that they're talking about here in the book of Acts. The dunamis power. That you shall receive, listen, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You should receive dynamite, explosive power. That's what it says. Power. You think about this power and how it transformed our brothers and our sisters that came before us, right? Simon Peter. He couldn't even stand for his faith. I mean, he went around and he and he he denied Jesus. He denied him. He denied his faith. But that day on Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, something happened to them. Something happened. Wow. Thank you, Father. I'm telling. You, I'm just. I'm like. Holy Spirit. Peter stood up boldly, and he preached the gospel, resulting in over 3,000 people coming to know the Lord. So there's something about the explosive power. There's something about the boldness of heaven that comes upon you when Holy Spirit comes and you begin to get filled with the Spirit of the Lord. Holy Spirit. After Saul of Tarsus became 
a believer on the Damascus Road. God led Ananias to go and pray for him. He was then filled with the Holy Spirit. And from that moment on, he proclaimed Christ everywhere he went. So what happens when you get filled with the Spirit of the Lord, something happens. Something gets activated inside of you. The boldness of heaven comes inside of you. And when something comes inside of you, eventually it has to come out. This power is for a purpose. Jesus. It's his power to be a witness. It's the power to have courage to tell someone about Jesus. It's the power to tell people what Jesus has done for you. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I feel like even for myself, there's a boldness that comes, a, comes on me when I begin to talk about the goodness of God. The goodness of God. There's something about the boldness that comes out that we can walk in the streets and y'all have heard me stand and proclaim the goodness. The kingdom of heaven is here. There's something about the boldness of heaven. The power, the explosive glory to tell everybody what Jesus has done for you. Everyone. We must know the purpose and receive the opportunities that are presented. We have to become God's yes people. And we have to be willing to go wherever he leads. Listen. A lot of us outwardly say the word yes to Jesus. I'll go, God. I say yes to the Lord. And we got the whole Sunday. We look so good. Yes, I'm going to go. Prophet so-and-so. But then when there's a condition that God gives us, well, I want you to leave everything that you know and go and leave everything behind. I want you to go and drop what you're doing and go to Haiti. Do whatever. Just I want you to sell your house and go move in a van, a bus, and travel the world. Then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, whoa, God, what are you talking about? I love you, but not that much. That's what we say when we say no to God. Does our love come with a condition? Does our yes come with a condition? We have to become God's yes people. Willing to go wherever he leads, wherever he leads. For some of us, it may lead us to Beverly Hills. Praise God. <laughs> Not me. But some of us, it may lead us to the, to the ghetto places of this world. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to be the yes people. We have to evangelize and share the good news of the God, the good news of the gospel. <laughs> we have to be willing, willing, ready, and responsive. So I was praying. <laughs> 
the other day, and I was like, God, power. What does your power look like? Like, what, what is your power? And I said, you got to give me something that I can just grab on and I can chew on a little bit. So he began, he began to ch- share this with me. And, and he broke it down for, for those teachers that, you know, that you have to have. Power. So it's like a P-O-W-E-R. I did spell that right, right? Okay. Because if I didn't, I'm going to look really silly. Because I was real confident. P-O-W-E-R. Okay, here we go. For if, you're, if you're taking notes this morning, here we go. P is for purpose. Purpose. The purpose is all about the power so that the gospel could keep going to the ends of the earth. That's what the power is for. There's purpose. We see in the history of Azusa Street. How many of you heard of Azusa Street? A powerful move of God that happened. And it's referred to as the only thing similar to what happened since the day of Pentecost. That's what they refer it as. They say that in Azusa Street, that out of that move of God, more missionaries and missions were sent out than any other time since the day of Pentecost. Churches and missionaries and missions were sent out by what God did that day. Oh, opportunity. Opportunity. His power presents us with the opportunity. Ha, <laughs> here we go. Oh, come on. <laughs> it presents us with the opportunity To be bold. To be bold. To step out and be bold. That's why I love the Hulk. I love the Hulk. I don't know if he's marble or whatever he is, but but the Hulk. And that's why my, 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 my favorite scripture is 1 Corinthians 4.20. I'm not a guy to talk, but I got a power. Have you ever seen when the Hulk comes on the scene? Yeah, it does a Hulk smash. There's a part in the movie where some guy tells him, you can't touch me. And the Hulk gets him and boom, 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 smashes him around. There's a boldness that comes up. Bro, listen. I am not a God of talk, but a God of power. Oh, oh. That's what I'm saying. All of heaven is behind you. All of heaven's authority is behind you. Holy Spirit is inside of you, dwells inside of you. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives inside of you and I. Therefore, you can walk around in the boldness of heaven. Kicking every devil in the mouth. Shake it about so. 
opportunity. It presents us the opportunity to be bold. To walk in the boldness and the fullness of knowing all of heaven is in you and I and all around us. I'm going to give you scripture. Acts 4, verse 12 through 13. It says this in verse 12. Peter saw his opportunity and he addressed the crowd. See, this is the boldness. He addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said. What's so surprising about this? And why do you stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power, our godliness? And then verse 13 says, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter. When they saw the boldness of Peter and of John. And they could see, now this, listen right here. And they could see they were ordinary men with no special training. But, and then it says, but they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Men that are moving in the power. And I say men, I, I'm not, I'm talking inclusive. Men and women. The boldness of heaven, inclusive. They're recognized as those who have been with Jesus. W, <laughs> willingness, willingness. Our willingness to step out of our comfort zone, that's a big one for us. Even for me sometimes. My comfort zone is probably going to be different than somebody else's comfort zone, as well as yours and mine. But it's still my comfort zone. And yours. But our willingness to step out of our com comfort zone will position us to see and to demonstrate God's loving and dunamis power. If you don't step out of your comfort zone, how can you demonstrate God's doing of his power? See, we got to become God's yes people because some of us want to sit back and say, oh, I'll let brother so-and-so do that. That's not what I do. But it is what you do. It's what you were created for. Matthew 28 is clear about it. It also positions us to step into his blessing. How many of y'all like blessing? Our willingness positions us for the blessing. If we're willing to go, if we're willing to step in, then God breathes on our willingness. I'm going to give you scripture. Isaiah 1, verse 18. If you will only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. When we step into the obedience, our willingness to follow what the Lord leads us in, he says, 
you will have plenty to eat. We see that in the old, out of Isaiah. But then we see a picture of that now in Matthew 5, 5, where it says this in Matthew 5. It says, God blesses those who humble, who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. Our willingness positions us <laughs> to be blessed when we walk in humility that we inherit the whole earth. Holy Ghost. Man. The word, the letter E. Here we go. E. Evangelize. Oh, come on. Holy Ghost. Man, I feel, I feel, oh, for fire. <laughs> Our commission is in Matthew 28. I'm going to read this. 28 verses 18 and 20. And it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven on earth. Therefore, go. See, God is saying go. And our response has to be yes. It has to be yes. He says, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments that I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even till the end of the ages. Uh, in Acts 2, verse 38, Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of all your sins. Then you will receive the gift of Holy Spirit. We have to go out. So we've got purpose, opportunity, willingness, evangelize, and then we're on R. Anybody want to take a guess? R, responding. How are we responding? Our response needs to be absolute, no strings attached. <laughs> I talked about that a little earlier. We can't have our yes attached to a condition. Can't. If I give you something, it's a gift. I can't expect it back. There's no conditions. You can't say yes to the Lord and say, listen, I'll do this, God, but only if you do this. I'll go, God, but only if you give me a nice four-bedroom house, a new car, and I need at least $3,000 a month. Then I'll go to the mission fields. Really? Some people believe that. <laughs> Woo. Matthew 4, 
verse 19 through 22 says this. Jesus called out to them, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And then they responded, and they left their nets at once, and they followed him. That was their response. Now, me being as stubborn of a guy that I was back in my day, I'm still stubborn. Sometimes. I try not to be. My wife will beg to differ. But I can imagine if, if I don't know, I would have just picked up and dropped off my nets and just followed him. I would have probably been like, well, wait a minute, where are we going? Like, wait, you want me to follow Follow you where? Like, what are, you, what are we going to do? Jesus? What do you Come on, don't act like you, you wouldn't. I, I would have. But it said that they, they, they responded, and they left their nets at once, and they followed him. And then a little further up shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in the boat and their, uh, with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. And he called unto them, come to. And immediately they followed, leaving the boat and their father behind. Our response, how do we respond? We say yes, and we go. We go. In verse 23, we see Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And, every, and he healed every kind of di- uh, disease and illness. Holy Ghost. So, I'll ask this question. What was the key to Pentecost? And this is something the Lord just revealed to me. But one of the keys to Pentecost was to tarry and to wait. To tarry and to wait. Jesus said for us to tarry and wait to pray until we were filled with the power from on high. Luke 24, 49 says this. And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised, but stay here in the city until Holy Spirit comes. He told him to stay. He told him to wait. Stay here and wait until Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Now, I'm thinking, I put myself in that position. Jesus tells me to wait here. Don't go anywhere. Pray. Because Holy Spirit's going to come and He's going to fill you from power from heaven. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be there waiting. And I'm going to be eager because I just heard 
Holy Spirit's coming, and I'm about to be filled with the glory. All of heaven is about to be imputed into me, and I'm, like, I'm going to be eagerly waiting for something to happen. That word tarry means to linger, to stay longer than expected, to not have an agenda, or to encounter God's presence for an extended period of time. Sometimes even in our worship, we can't get past, we, we, we have to feel like we have to go only an hour. Oh, we got, oh, 45 minutes, okay, that's, we got enough time for one more song. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no that we can let it linger. You just come up and, Holy Spirit, where do you want to go? What do you have right now? And all of a sudden, the wave comes in. You tarry and you let it linger. That's what he told him to do. He said, wait. Key number two is hunger. In Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, it says this. Once we were, well, I'm sorry. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. There, there's that eagerness, that waiting, the hunger. We have to be hungry. Uh, we ha- this, is, this is huge. This is huge. We have to be hungry enough. Okay, how can I say? We have to be hungry for an encounter with God. Not just in our words, but that we would, we would just lay everything down. Like what? Like, hey, listen. What if, what if one day we just said, all this week, for the next two weeks at 2 o'clock, we're going to come and we're going to pray. How many of us could come every day and pray? How many of us would be willing to come and pray every day? That's the hunger. You see, that's what he told them. He said, wait here. Don't go anywhere. Pray. Because in a few days, the Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to fill you. And you better believe they prayed and they prayed and they were hungry because they knew what was going to come. Lord, make us hungry like that again. That's my prayer. Lord, make us hungry. Don't get upset with me. This is what the Word says. Our spiritual appetite has to increase. Man. Our hunger. So then, we get filled with the power. Then we see in Joel 2, 28. 
He said, then, after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon my people. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. And your old men will dream dreams. And your young men will see visions. And in those days, I will pour out my spirit even on the servants, men and women alike. And then it says, and I will cause wonders in heaven and on earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. When we're filled with the power, man, come on. See, I want this. I want this to begin to just provoke your spirit in a good way to make you hungry for the things of God. We say things like, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Have your way. And he's like, okay, wait for like 45 minutes. I've only got 15 minutes. Come, hurry. Are we willing to tarry? Are we willing to wait? Are we willing to pray? Listen, I'm guilty of this too. I'm not going to say something that I, I'm guilty of this. There's times that I want to get into that microwave. Like, Lord, hurry up. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Oh, Jesus, hurry up, God. Hurry, I need breakthrough right now, Jesus. Jesus, hurry. We need to be hungry. All young men will have visions and old men will have dreams. And not just the prophets and not just some women and some men. It says all. If it's an outpouring of the Spirit, then there must be dreams and visions. And that means if there's dreams and visions... That means that there will be heavenly encounters. If you're walking with the Spirit of the Lord, you will walk in the heavenly encounters. If you're not having heavenly encounters right now, ask the Lord, where am I? Where am I? Where's my detour? What do I need to do, Jesus? Point me in the direction. God said, I will show you signs in heavens, in the heavens, above and the wonders on the earth and beneath. You know, the other day uh, we had our, our class, uh, the healing and deliverance class. And we were talking about healing and, and miracles, and I don't remember what the whole conversation was. But I began to share a story, brief story, about something supernatural that happened. And I just thought, man, you know, I'm going to share it. I'm going to share that story with you guys this morning. It's a story about my grandmother. <laughs> Holy Ghost. My grandmother, boy, she was somebody else. Oh, man. My grandmother was a very strong Hispanic woman and very opinionated. It was her way or the highway. Simple. 
And, uh, but she was so hungry for the, thing, the things of God. She was about 70 years young. She's, she's already gone to pass and be with the Lord. But she was about 70 years old when she had an encounter with the Lord. And I'm not just talking about a, an encounter where it was a vision or a dream. But she had an encounter, a tangible encounter with the Lord. And her prayer was this. Because he, she, she never finished school. She married really young. She had a lot of kids. And back in those days, being a Hispanic woman, it was, it was a hard life, I can imagine. She didn't know how to read. She was always embarrassed when she would go to church because she didn't know how to read. And she saw everybody with the Bible. She would get her Bible and she would just stand there with her Bible and she would act like she was reading the Bible. But it was upside down. And we'd have to help her sometimes. But she didn't want nobody to know. And she always sat in the very back seat because she didn't want nobody to like pay attention to her. And um, I don't know exactly what happened or how it happened. But there was a moment where she was going after the things of the Lord. She was, she was pressing into the things of God. And she had an encounter with the Lord that it completely changed her life. I'm talking supernatural. What I'm going to share with you right now, it may stretch somebody's belief system right now. Because what I'm going to share is not normal it's not normal it's crazy amazing supernatural and she got in, she encountered God in such a way that the presence of the Lord came upon her that she could no longer function in her normal day like the power of God was on her. You know, I am not a God of talk, but a God of power. She was living in that, that realm of the power and the authority of heaven being all over her. That everywhere she went, she literally demonstrated heaven. And she couldn't look at nobody in their eyes. She would have to go like this and look down. And as soon as she would have contact with somebody, she would start shaking and convulsing, and she would begin to prophesy. It didn't matter where we were at. There was one time we went to a restaurant, and she was with her daughters, which was my mom and my aunts, and 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 I'm just gonna be honest, you know, they may be watching this later, but some of my aunts got upset. Mom, you're embarrassing me. Hi, Mom, stop. I remember hearing it. And she would tell them, No, you don't say nothing. This is the word of the Lord. And she would go, and, and the waiter would come, and the waitress would come, and they would go like this and put the, the menu in front of her, and it would just brush against her. And she would look up. And she would begin to prophesy. And you, young man, last night, this, 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 and this. And you were doing this and this. And your brother so-and-so. And your sister so-and-so. 
And there was a word of the Lord, a word of knowledge that came upon her that was unreal. I've never seen nothing like it in my life. Nothing. And she would, everywhere she went. And I didn't understand it. We always talk about the power. And we think it's supposed to look a certain way. But to be in the heart of the Father sometimes means that we, we get out of our natural mind of thinking and it doesn't look right to people around us. Oh, man, that person looks crazy. People would have thought she was crazy. And I remember one time, me and my wife, we went to go visit my grandmother. And we walk in, and she's on the living room floor. Wow. She's on the living room floor, and she's crying, and she's travailing. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. And she's having the conversation with Jesus. And she starts rolling on the floor, and she starts crawling on the floor. Yes, Lord, yes. And then my phone rings. <laughs> and then she tells me, it's your father. Give it to me. And I kick out my phone, and it was my dad. She's the word of the Lord for your dad. Give it to me. And she's looking like this. Give it to me. Hurry. And I answer the phone. I'm like, hey, Dad, Grandma wants to talk to you. You know, and she hasn't seen my, you know, my mom and dad got divorced when I was seven years old. That would be his mother-in-law. Hadn't talked to him in 20-something years probably. Gives my, I give the phone to my grandmother, and she begins to prophesy a word. And she's like, releasing heaven. Boom, and it's coming out like piercing and, and, and she's, she's do, telling him things that only, only God knows. And I get back on the phone, and my dad's weeping, and he's crying, and he's, he's like, what's going on? That's the power. That's the power of God. He's real. We got to get out of our way of thinking that, that he's some kind of puny God. Come on. We need to get this. It's real. And I remember we, me and my wife, we stayed, we stayed at, his, at her house that night. And we stepped in the room next to her. And all night, all night, she was talking to the Lord. I kid you not. I'm not making any of this up. This is, and she was having conversations. She's like, yes, Lord, I'll tell them. I'll tell them, God. I'll tell them. I won't, I won't hold back, Jesus. I'll, I'll tell them, Lord. But they won't believe me, God. They won't, they're not going to believe me. But I'll tell them. All night, my wife's my, she, and then it would be 3 o'clock in the morning, and I would hear, oh, Jesus, oh, God. How many of us are willing? 
the willingness, the opportunity. And that night, <laughs> that night, it must have been about 5 o'clock in the morning, I got up to get a bottle of water. And I remember I, I stepped into this encounter and I walked to the kitchen. And as I walked to the kitchen, I looked like this and I saw my grandmother when I knew she was in the other room. But I saw my grandmother leaning against the sink like this. And this is going to stretch some people. And she looks at me and she says, Mijo. And I looked and said, Hey, Grandma. She says, Look at me. And I look, and her body was a sword. Like her body was a sword. And her head was on top of the handle. I, I can't understand it. But her body was on the handle of the sword. And then she tells me, She says, Mijo, I'm a sword. I'm a sword. Look, I'm a sword. And I remember looking at her and I said, you are a sword. You're a sword, Grandma. And I never understood what that meant till years and years, years later. How the word became manifested in her life. Because I didn't tell you this part. Instantly, when she had that encounter with the Lord, all of the Bible came alive in her. She was able to read. She could quote the scripture. And no longer did she sit in the back row. She would go to the front row. And as they were ministering, she would go to the front row. She says, what's the matter with you people? The king of kings is in the house. Why are you sitting? Why are you sitting? If you knew he was here, why are you sitting? Because it was real. It became real. Why? How many of us do that? I'm guilty as well. Listen. The king of kings could be in the room and we're sitting there. We're just sitting there. And then I, I, I was thinking about this story. And I called my mom yesterday morning. And I, my grandmother passed away when she was 73. She caught cancer. And she passed away. But remember, I talked to you about what does it look like? And it was about tearing and waiting. And it was about being hungry and expecting. My mom shared a story. Because when my grandmother got sick, she lived with my mom. And my mom had one of those uh, stairs installed. You know, one of those little chairs you put on the corner. And then you sit on it and it would take you up. She did that for my, my grandmother so she wouldn't have to walk up the stairs because she couldn't walk. And my grandmother would tell my mom, she says, 
I'm not using that thing. I don't know why you're spending all that money. I'm not going to use that thing. And she refused to use it. My mom was telling me this story yesterday. She said, Grandma refused it. And, and I remember, she said, do you remember how when you would get up on the top of the stairs, you would see that blanket that was in the middle of the island? You know, you go upstairs and there's like a small little island. She said, do you remember that blanket? I said, yeah. She said, I would put that blanket there. She said, because mom, grandma would say, I'm not going to use that thing. And she would crawl up the stairs. And she would go up one step at a time on her hands and knees. And this is what she would say. She would get on the first step and she would say, I want to quote what she says. She said, okay, Lord, in Jesus' name, I'm going to make it. And she would go up and she would crawl and she would get there and she would rest. And then when she finally got to the very top, she was so tired that she would lay there on the floor. And that's why my mother put the blanket there on the floor. Because she, she wanted a place to rest. But she waited. And she was hungry for her healing. She knew she had encounters with the Lord. She knew what it was like to walk in the power. This morning, I just want to encourage you. Because that power lives inside of you and I. That we have to get out of our our comfortable place. Let's stand this morning. Jesus. This morning, I just believe the Lord wants to do an activation with us. And if you feel you've you've been in a place where you might have just you just need more, Lord, I just I need more. I know we don't have much room, but I'm gonna I'm gonna open up the altar this morning, and I want you to come up, and we're gonna pray, and we're gonna as we pray. We're going we're gonna to do some worship, and there's going to be an activation this morning. Come on. If that's you, step up. Don't be shy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And as you go, as we, as we pray, I want you to worship. Those that are sitting, standing over here, just begin to pray. Come on, right there where you're at, just do your own. Jesus. Father, right now, 
even now, Lord, even as we take a step of faith, God, we agree with heaven this morning, God. Holy Spirit, come. That this would be our cry this morning. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Right there where you're at, just begin to say, Holy Spirit. Receive Holy Spirit. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, come up here. If you've never prayed in tongues, come up here. Come on, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Jesus, right now. Even now, Lord, that you begin to fill our mouths, Lord. That you begin to fill our mouths, Lord. Come on. This is not a time to be quiet. This is a time that you pray. Pray. How many of us are willing to tarry? How many of us are willing to, to pray and wait on the Lord? How many of us are willing to press in right now? Fresh fire, God. Oh, Jesus, fill us, Lord. Fill us, Lord. Fresh fire. Your tangible glory, Jesus. Your glory in your presence, Father. Oh, let there be an awakening in our lives, God. Everywhere we go, Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place, God. Have your way in this city, Lord. We wait on you, Father. Holy Spirit. Bring them in. Jesus. Press in. Oh. Press in. He says that we would pray. Unrelenting oh, prayer. He's worth it. He's worth it. the winds come, Jesus. A holy shift. 
holy shift. Fill us with your hunger this morning, God. Fill us with your hunger, God. Never the same.
in the glory.